Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey everyone, before we start the episode, you should know that we discuss self-harm and suicidal thoughts in this episode right at the 18-minute mark. We'll give you a heads up before we talk about it and let you know where you can skip to to enjoy the rest of the show. If you or someone you know is in need, call 988 in the U.S. or visit crisistextline.org. Enjoy the show. Literally Gaysians. Hi, I'm Chris, and you're listening to Literally Gaysians, a podcast where two gay Asian guys, literally Gaysians, Gaysians, get real about their feelings and literally Gaysian stuff. And I'm Bao. And where are you today, Chris? You're, you're in a different place. I am in beautiful Vietnam. I started in Ho Chi Minh City, and now I'm in Dalat. Uh, just, you know, avoiding real things at home. <laughs> How have you been? Um, I'm still here in L.A., taking a break from um, sabbaticaling, um, and I've actually been on a dating rampage. But we'll get into that later on in the episode, because we have a special episode today. This is our second time recording Across Oceans. The last time we did this, I was in Vietnam, you were in San Francisco. So this is the second time we're doing that. And it's also special because we're welcoming a new guest into the mix. And a new guest that's coming straight from your For You pages. If you've been on TikTok lately, you might have heard this voice. There are three careers that gays go into. Number one is the flight attendant. These gays are definitely checking their grinder in every city they land in. You bet your ass when that 5G turns on, they're checking their messages. Number two is the nurse. These gays are probably stacking their days so that they can go to PV for a week. And while they're over there, they're probably getting some Cialis and Viagra. And number three is a hairstylist. I mean, duh. Honorable mention is probably a group fitness instructor. He's amassed a huge following on TikTok for his cheeky listicles. They're fun. <laughs> They're observational and occasionally offensive reading the gays. Occasionally. Just occasionally. <laughs> He's also our friend. Please welcome fellow Gaysian and TikTok sensation, Rob O. Hi, Rob. Hey. Um, I don't know about a huge following, but thank you for that compliment. 
<laughs> it's well to have you on the pod because I know we've been trying for a while. Some the schedule didn't work out, but we yeah. finally got this to happen while Donjas is actually in another continent. Um, so how how are you, and where actually are you joining us from today? Um, I'm good. I just finished working out, and I'm joining from San Francisco. And if you don't like my videos, I'm joining you from Los Angeles. <laughs> Shady as bitch. <laughs> so we know you. You're not strange to us, but uh, let everyone know how we all know each other. Um, so I am dating one of your, I think your best friends, um, and yes. he. We've been dating for about five, six years, and it's been such a great time. You know, sometimes, most of the time, and it's been a really <laughs> great time knowing both of you. I think I've met both of you on different occasions, and I think. Bow, I thought you were very intimidating, and Chris, the exact opposite. Oh, oh. I'm so friendly. I'm working on the intimidating part in, in therapy. I hope I'm not intimidating to you anymore. <laughs> and we all love Eric. Actually, Eric, can we mention your name on this podcast? He's like, yeah, that's fine. So we all love Eric, but oh, we but all he doesn't want to s- take pictures with me. <laughs> oh. oh, we can get into that. We can get into that. We can get to save it for later. So being friends for so long, we spent a lot of time kicking, going to different festivals together, different parties, getting to know each other. And so we know a, definitely a different Rob than maybe people know um, from their right. For You pages or on their Instagram feeds. Maybe we can start there. The For You page. For people who may not know you, how would you describe your TikTok content? And, like, why did you start it? <laughs> so, I mean, I just started it. I actually started TikTok and making videos during the pandemic. And, you know, mm. I had little story times. And they were a little racy. So I had to dial it back just a little bit. I got <laughs> banned twice. So I was like, all right, you know, we'll change the content just a little bit. And so I just randomly came up with this list. And I remember it was my very first one. And it was like uh, three signs you're going through a really or gay, a gay is going through relationship issues, and I I believe one of them was they're posting self love quotes. The second one is they're posting <laughs> a lot of gym selfies, and the third one is bleaching their hair. And I I Wait, got that, the inspiration. That about us, Bell? No. <laughs> <laughs> Chris is sitting right there, Rob. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and um, and it was just funny because I just go through my friends' stories, and I'm just like, I can make a video out of that, or that's funny. Um, but it's also a self read. It's never a lot of my videos. I put a lot of myself into it, and it's never coming from a place of malice. It's always lighthearted because sometimes I'm one of those gays as well, and so. Yeah, that's just kind of how it comes to mind. I just think of something. I look at people's stories, and I think about myself and laugh about it. We well, have a good laugh fun. about it too, because because once in a while, I'm like that that detail resonates with me. Is it pulled from me? <laughs> like, wait, I forgot which one, but there are plenty of of those, and so I feel seen by them, if not lightly read by them, as you should. <laughs> I swear you did one about uh, podcasters. It's like, oh, this bitch. <laughs> Which one you was know, that one? It was like, oh, the three things that gays need to chill on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or like, to like, you know, maybe maybe chill, but it's fine. You know, everyone's going to And then you tagged podcast. our podcast on it. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's room for everybody. Well, I think mm. one of the, my favorite ones on that one was... Um, people get offended when you refer to them as someone's boyfriend, and then our friend commented, 
Well, thanks, Eric's boyfriend. <laughs> uh, wait, I have to know what were yeah. the um, what were the two videos that got you banned? Um, stupid. So the first video that got me banned was I ten second video, and it was of a donut hole that looked like a butthole, and <laughs> and it got me banned. And I was. Mo- it, it was skyrocketing on TikTok. It was like within five minutes, it was already at like 200,000 views oh, and wow. then banned, banned. And then there was another video and it was like this banging on the wall. And I was like, oh, it's my roommate having sex and then banned. <laughs> but I got, you know, obviously I got my TikTok back after those because it was just people reporting me. And I, and I know exactly who it was because I blocked them and then they stopped it was, like, was it the one person was banning you twice, uh, reporting you twice? So it's like if you constantly report, like TikTok's going to flag it and ban it immediately and take down the video without even like looking at mm. it, anything like that. And so I remember there was this one comment, commenter that was just calling me a whore and everything. And I was like, okay, but I'm having fun. So that's all that matters. And he was just going in and then I blocked him after like the double ban and it stopped completely. And so I was like, all right, good to know. His <laughs> next boyfriend. <laughs> I don't know. He's, he was from Australia or something. No idea. I mean, we still haven't gotten to the bottom who uh, me and Chris got the hateful comment from because they either blocked us or they deleted their Instagram because, you right. know, remember, so when we covered this hate hurtful comment on episode three, so go back and listen to that, we had said, the update is that comment has been deleted. And then I checked the day later, the comment got back, back on the reel. Yeah. <laughs> it's back. I, I, we don't know if it was an Instagram bug or what they were doing with their <laughs> yeah, account, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. the hate stays forever. Oh, yeah. Well, I was going to say, I think it's really important that to understand whatever hate comments that you get is pushing your videos and it is a great time for people to disagree with those hate comments as well. That's why I rarely, unless it's like obviously racist or homophobic. Um, if they're just talking shit, it's like one, thank you for the, uh, the interaction Two, more people are going to like my comment or more people are going to comment, which pushes your engagement. And so the best thing you can do, especially when somebody's being super serious with their hateful comments, is to just make a joke out of it and not take it seriously. Well, this is your realm, Bal. Even bad publicity is publicity. <laughs> right. As long as it as long as it's not offensive to you and you can say, well, oh well, then you're fine. <laughs> It depends on what the comment is. Yeah. Yeah. Comments are different than publicity. I mean, if a plane yeah. crashes, I don't know if that's good publicity. <laughs> for the <airline. laughs> But on comments, I, I tend to agree because I remember when that comment yeah. was posted, we're like, what the fuck? And like, do we get angry back? Do we delete it? Do we say something? And we said something and then it was eventually deleted. But yeah, yeah it came back. I don't know what happened. Maybe the person blocked us. And when you block, you know, or like decided to uh, undelete the comment before they blocked us, or maybe they just deleted their um, Insta right. anyway. But um, yeah. wait, enough about TikTok because before you met us, before the TikTok, before you met our friend Eric, um, we want to get to know the Rob O before that. So, right. 
Um, where did that all start? What roads led you up to here, right to this moment? Well, uh, I guess, so when I was younger, you know, and, I, and to this day, when I was younger, I always wanted to be an actor, right? I, I remember telling my mom, oh, I just want to be like on the screen and just be somebody that people want to watch and I want to entertain people. And I was always that kid. I was always that kid that entertained people. And I just remember as, and I believe I was like about eight or nine that my mom turned to me and said, I'll support you, but how many Asian people do you see on the screen? And I remember that was like word for word. That that was something that Mm -hmm. very stuck with me. And I was like, you know what? You're right. Right. And then looking to now, it was kind of wild. So at the Oscars, we were watching the Oscars at a bar. And to see, you know, everything everywhere all at once, win all those things. I was tearing up. I wasn't even that drunk yet. Mm-hmm. And I, I, it was really emotional for me because it was like, wow, like if I got to see that when I was young, I think my roads would be a little bit different now. But, you know, I don't hate where I am. I love education. I'm in education. I make videos, you know, just for fun. And I still like to entertain people on my own. And I think... You know, it's led me to a life that I do enjoy. Uh, some hurdles, some hurdles, some ups and downs, obviously, with every life. But it's important to know and not regret things. But, you know, it's never too late to start. I feel like we all have, like, a little bit of those similarities. I started yeah. doing drag. Bao has a beautiful voice that he shares with everyone. So oh, amazing. we're all just like... We're all just hams on this on this podcast right now. <laughs> yeah, deeply opinionated me- gay men who like the spotlight, who don't shy away from a stage or a camera. <laughs> well, those are the, those are the people who make podcasts. <laughs> See, I came up with Mark, that one. I went right down there. for the listicle. Chris and I were both in theater in in high school. We were both on national television, try, trying to make it at a certain time. I remember when I was like eliminated from American Idol. I was kind of like, first of all, completely traumatized is when you're 18 and you're like on TV and Simon just like digs into you, you don't have the mental capacity to deal with that. Or I did, I didn't have the mental capacity to deal with that. And so I was just like, let's just not sing forever. There was no like Sam Smith or there was no like Kim Petras out in the world or even, even a Rina Sawayama. Like there wasn't anyone out there. So like, there's no way this fat queer kid is ever going to make it in the industry. So I just decided to quit. And I, I feel the same way you feel, uh, the same way you feel, Rob. Like when I saw Kihui Kwan win or, mm-hmm. oh my God, when, when Adriana DeBose, or Adriana, Ariana DeBose, like fat back tears reading his name. I, I still keep watching that just to get a good cry in. Um, and you know, when Michelle Yeoh won, I was bawling, of course. Of course I was rooting for her, but I did feel like she literally went on every Instagram channel, YouTube channel, media interview to try to prom- She worked her ass off promoting um, herself to win that award. And at some point I found it a little bit obnoxious, but when she got up there to win, I did feel like the magnitude of that, of the weight of that. And it just made me feel just completely seen. But I totally feel you on that, Rob. Like, yeah. I am excited to see what, the kids who were, who were watching that are going to do in like 10 or 15 years. Make TikToks. <laughs> <laughs> well, so that kind of leads into our next question, sort of related. What's the moment that you first felt Gaijin? Um, 
I actually grew up in a very small town that did not have a huge Asian population. I actually mm-hmm. checked uh, in 2010, it was about 1% Asian. And I was like one of only two Asian kids. The other student was Indian. And it was horrible. I did. I hated being Chinese. I hated being Korean. I hated being Asian, period. I didn't want to mm-hmm. be different from anyone. I got bullied for it. And it was something that really you know, pushed me into like a deeper hole of, you know, mental health stuff, mental health issues. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I remember in high school, a lot of Asian people started moving into my town. And I was like, oh my God, what is pho? What is Vietnamese food? Oh my God. Like um, I didn't have, I didn't have Vietnamese food until I was like 16, 17. Right. Mm -hmm. And it was just amazing. And then I had my first boyfriend at 18. He was Filipino. And I was like, oh, I'm, oh I like Asians. <laughs> and, and then that's kind of when I started really embracing who I was as an Asian person was when I saw more people like me, um, not mm-hmm. just gay, but also my friend group. Everybody was more accepting of me. I wasn't like the odd person out. And it was, it was life-changing. It really changed my mindset. I would say high school. You felt that Cajun identity. Um, when yeah. did you When did you come out? Like, how was that for you? Uh, I never really came out. I think people knew I was gay. Uh, <laughs> I I would dress up in dresses when I was young. I would literally watch Hocus Pocus constantly. And I knew all of <laughs> Sarah Jessica Parker. Just kidding. <laughs> I was watching all of Sarah Jessica Parker's like um, like her lines. I knew all her lines. I pretended like I was one of the Spice Girls in Spice World. Like I had like a fan and I like had confetti and I acted like I was one of them and watched, would watch Spice World. And my mom was always so accepting of it. And actually she came out to me. I was just in my room and I remember I was on my laptop on Tumblr and she comes into my room and she's like, Robin, I know you're gay. You're my son and I love you. And then she literally walks out. I couldn't, I didn't even respond to it. And I was like, I was like, what just happened? And she want, and she was telling my friends that she wanted me to come out to her. Mm-hmm. She was like, I'm waiting for him. I'm waiting for him. And, I'm like, you know. and you know, it's it's still a hard thing to do, even if you know that they're accepting. How old were um, you when that happened? 17, I think. I think it was nice. 17, 17, 18. Yeah. She walks in your room, you gotta like close your laptop and we'll show that Tumblr porn, <laughs> which I miss so much. Uh, Oh my god! Well, funny story. So my mom has really bad eyesight. <laughs> this is just a fun, this is one of my story times. This is one of my very first story times, and it's just such a funny story. So me and my ex were having sex at my mom's place, pitch black, right, literally. And my mom, my mom doesn't like knocking, so she comes in. We stop as he's like on top of me. We stop, and she's like, Robin. Why aren't you asleep yet? I was like, um, I will, mom. Uh, and she was asking what what we're going to do tomorrow. We're having a full conversation as my thing is in the other thing, right? And <laughs> just frozen. And once she leaves, the mood is killed. Lock your doors when you're at your parents. My mom won't let me have my a lock on my door. She says she's not allowing um, me to have a lock on my door. <laughs> doors, open, you know, doors open when boys are over. That's so yeah. funny. You're a grown-ass man, and he's, she's not going to let that happen she, to you. She will, never, she will never knock. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. All right, we're about to talk about self-harm and suicide here. So you can jump to the 23-minute mark if you want to skip it. Well, and you mentioned the bullying in your childhood. Um, oh yeah. man, this sounds <laughs> this sounds like the date I had with a, this like twenty year old this week. Where he's like, not to drop. What's it called? Not to trauma drop on you. <laughs> twenty five year old. Sorry. Not to what's it called? Oh, I forgot what he trauma said. Trauma dump. Trauma dump. Trauma dump. Not to trauma dump on you, but anyway, <laughs> going back to you talked. Well, you talked about the bullying in your childhood and how it's, it's the basis of a lot of your mental health journey. And that's something Chris and I have been super vocal about in this podcast. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about that journey and, and how you're feeling now? Yeah. I mean, I started, uh, my mental health was not great in, in childhood. I started drinking alcohol when I was 15, like pounding alcohol and sure. I never like stopped. And it, it never got to the point to where it was a problem because I get really bad hangovers. And it's just like, that's what stops me usually. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, I used to self harm a lot in high school. And mm-hmm. I remember I was like, what's the big deal? Like, what was the big deal? Nobody cares. And mm-hmm. I remember when my mom found out, she came into my room. I think a counselor told her. And, you know, she's like crying and crying. And I just didn't understand why. Like at that moment, I remember feeling like, why are you crying? Like, it's not that serious, you know? But Mm -hmm. looking back at it, it's like, you don't want to hear that your child wants to kill themselves and is not happy. And all this is happening behind their back, right? And then fast forward to this day, it's just like a constant thing for me. Um, I'm a very high anxiety person. Uh, and I have depression bouts that come up and down, but I think this past, this past summer in 2022, uh, mm-hmm. I was in, I was in one for about six months. So every day mm-hmm. I would wake up, I just felt like sh- shit. And I didn't, I got to the point to where I didn't know if I wanted to live anymore, just a passing thought. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, so that's when I decided to go see a doctor and a therapist and then 
they put me on antidepressants, went to therapy, and it was like one of the best things that I think could have happened because I don't think I've ever really been on antidepressants or therapy. And I was like, wow, I feel fabulous. I feel fantastic. Where has this been all my life? (laughs) So this was the first time you started going to therapy? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was it was it was difficult to talk about the things. It's just very heavy, but it felt like somebody wasn't judging me and giving me like actionable Uh advice of what you can do and changing your mindset rather than just listening. They were giving you things that you could do. Mm. Yeah, I know it's very difficult to talk about. So thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I totally relate to that. Isn't it funny how, like, even if you felt depression before, um, when it comes back, you can't recognize that it's coming back. I just think that's funny. Cause that, that's what happened to me. Like, I think the first time I really felt like s- super depressed where, it, where it was like one minute I'm fine. Another, like something happens in my brain. Like something feels really different. Like I'm just driving I'm in a car wash and suddenly I'm just like, wait, this, I feel this feeling of doom. And that happened during the pandemic. Like in 2020, and then fast forward two years later, it happened again, and um, but I couldn't recognize it. It like slowly seeps back in, and then it I slowly sneaks up on you. it sneaks up to, on you, and it's and then you for some reason forget that it's like you forget that feeling, and so it comes back, and you just think you're having a bad day. Or then for me, I go to like bad coping habits, like vaping or like alcohol. My key indicator of how you know is when you just don't want to do the things that you enjoy doing. For me, it's going to the gym. And Mm -hmm. when I know, like, I just don't want to go, that's usually how I know something's coming up for me. Yeah, for for me too. But then I can't tell where they're like, oh, I I had a long week, so I'm just going to self-care and stay in bed. And then like, but then Mm -hmm. I look back, like that day was actually pretty dark. I stayed in bed because I didn't want to get out. But I can lie to myself in the moment. Like, it's a self-care day. I'm just going to stay in. Right. Yeah, because it might just be in passing. And sometimes those do happen. So it's hard to, Mm -hmm. like, see that pattern when it's happening. Uh, I don't think I have ever learned how to listen to my body well enough to find those indicators. When when did you actually start therapy, Chris? Mm, Just this past year. Just everything. Mm -hmm. It's like I had time. I just went to start going therapy, had the ADHD diagnosis separately, um, and going to be stopping therapy because I can't afford it right now after getting laid off. <laughs> so <laughs> Capitalism. Come, come next podcast, we're going to see, uh, where, where I'm at. <laughs> you can't, okay, well, we'll talk later. Cause I did all this research for a friend who's also not working and would like to start therapy. There's like all these services that you can do. Anyway, we can, we can talk about that later, but maybe to switch gears a little bit to a lighter note. We would love to talk about TikTok again. And what is your <laughs> favorite TikTok trend? Mine, um, I just really like funny TikToks. I think any, <laughs> where, anything where they're dancing to unconventional sounds, like I just wa- watched this one where people are dancing <laughs> to the dryer, like finishing. <laughs> I was like, it's so good. And it's, um, or I really like watching... Um, just informational stuff like ocean educational things and yeah i was just on it what i was literally watching somebody clean a pool and why like they do this stuff and i was just like oh my god cleaning a pool never looked so interesting so anything educational and then just dancing to sounds 
Yeah. I know that tic- there's a lot of TikTok haters out there, and I was one of them. And then I had nothing better to do, like in the middle of lockdown. So I just like, oh, download this app. And I got sucked in. Um, and I just remember because it was during lockdown when it was like proliferating. And my one of my favorite trends then was because everyone was so creative with all their time. And when the first group of NYU students went back to in-person uh, learning, they had to mm. quarantine for two weeks. And the they couldn't. NYU couldn't figure out how to feed them and they would leave little like gross paper bags of like here's an uh an apple and a watermelon and a rotting cookie and the students were so creative they sang songs they rapped they did mockumentaries they did little plays about opening their lunch and seeing what disgusting thing they were going to have and I what I love about TikTok is that people are you don't realize how creative uh, uh, some people are and how much time people have on their hands. What about you, Bao? Um, well, okay, I'm just going to mimic the sounds. <laughs> oh, and if you know it, just jump in with me, okay? I have two that are my favorites ever. <clears throat> so the first one, wake up in the morning, thinking about so many things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I yeah. wish things would get better. Oh, oh, yeah, that's why you keep saying that. <laughs> I, I still keep saying that when, the, when Rob, we're like, when the sun rises and we're still hanging out. <laughs> Wake up in the morning. Fail talks are so good when, when they're, when just seeing people just having a terrible time and then they're recording it. It's so good, so good. Okay, what's your other oh. sound? My second, you don't have to jump in, but if you do know, jump in. Come on, girly girl. Give us <laughs> pussy. Give us cunt. You know that one? <laughs> I don't think I know that one. I think you've been spending See? late nights in. Come on, girly girl. You know, but sometimes when you click on a sound, you just get that sound forever. And you're yeah, in like yeah, this yeah, echo yeah, chamber yeah. of the sound. Mm-hmm. But then, okay, I'll, have, I'll send that one to you. On the other end, what types of TikToks need to stop? Rob? Do you have an um, opinion on this? I think, I think. Well, I think the ones that I don't understand, but I still watch, I, and I don't know if I would hate watch it, is the Smasher Pass ones, where it's like oh. they judge a video, and uh, it's like really? usually it's with the hydraulic press, and they're like, if it smashes really nice, they'll say smash, and then like if it doesn't, they'll say pass, and I'm like, I don't. I mean, sure. I guess it's just why, but I still watch them, so I guess that's why. Yeah, I, I, I scroll past those pretty quickly. The, the smash up pass, the, the head nods, they don't... So you said, there's nothing informational. Even if they're hot, it's still boring. But, you know, maybe, it'll, maybe the whole trend will pass soon. It's uh, just like how every trend takes its, takes its little time through, through it. All right, Chris, what trends or things on TikTok annoy you? A little, like, tangent on that. I think it's because I know what TikToks annoy you, and they're my second favorite (laughs) TikToks that I always send to you, uh, is the breakup revenge TikTok. Oh, I hate those. Oh, God, they give me so much life. What are they? I don't think I've seen them. Oh. 
I have a, I have a list saved to send to you. <laughs> but I promise that the list keeps getting shorter because the posters are deleting them. So so it's, it always starts out like a footage of like a guy, gay guy, or other person just ugly crying, like a, a selfie video of them ugly crying, and the text is always like, "This is me two minutes after catching my boyfriend cheating on me," or "This is me right after my boyfriend broke up with me." Mm-hmm. And then it's like, edit, but one year later, and it's like a super cut of things. I got my master's. I'm a plant dad. I moved out on my own. I made sourdough bread. I started an OnlyFans. I got fisted. Like the list just keeps going <laughs> on and on. And always to like some basic ass track, like I am titanium or something like the EDM <laughs> remix. It's just yeah. so, so cringe. But don't you uh, love so finding those and sending those to me? <laughs> yeah, and what's sad what is that you I don't should... like seeing people succeed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not that. It's not that. I mean, I can get into it. It's like I, mean, I used to live for these, and don't you used to live for them too? Because, like, damn, of all the ways you choose to heal your trauma, you chose this. Like, this is the venue that's going to make you feel better. Like, first of all, what is your intent, girl? Like, obviously, this is a public post. You're, you want your ex to see this, even if he doesn't, you know, like his friends are going to send it to you. So the purpose of this is just for you to flex in front of your ex. But like in the veil of like you trying to be vul- like being vulnerable online, that being brave or something like that. And you're a grown ass man. You're in your 20s, your 30s. Like, why are you acting like this is some like 13 reasons why? Like shit. So I used to live for the juiciness because it's really fun to send it to your friends and like, oh, my God, this is so cringe and just like gossip and LOL a little bit. But for me, the keyword is like used to because like recently um, it didn't happen on TikTok, but it happened somewhere else. Like a friend of mine, his ex posted pub- pretty publicly about oh. <laughs> about the breakup, like a breakup revenge post, you know, right. and kind of, yeah, yeah, I think you know what I'm talking about. But yeah. Yeah, I think the turning point also was when you finally see one, you're like, oh, that's my friend. That's when yeah. it really kind of hit hard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, hard. Like, definitely. oh, my friend was going through it. Like, he's, I'm cringing for him. There's nothing I can really say that's going to make this better for the next hour, a few days. Hopefully, it gets put down with like that person who posted it can't be reasoned with in this moment. And, and you only get one side of the story, right? Yeah. And it could be obviously, if you're in your emotions, they're not a very reliable narrator. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not a reliable narrator. So I don't live for them as much anymore because now, now I start thinking about the person on the other side. Right. And what may be fun gossip to me is like a terrible, maybe traumatic few days for someone else. And so you know, I, I stop relishing it so much. I, don't know I you, just don't always you. wonder how they're filmed because like they'll, they'll film themselves ugly crying. But what if it was a bad angle? And they're like, no, 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 let's do that over. Okay, I'm crying. Let's do this again. Like it takes a lot of takes to get the perfect like ugly cry. So oh, when you a, when when it has cuts, when it has cuts, you know they refilmed that thing a few times. Yeah, <laughs> that's and what it's I just do. like. <laughs> but what a great way to get your attention because I watched the, the whole thing over. Yeah. I shared it, and um, but yeah, it's just like you think about the person on the other side, but also like, what are you achieving with this girl? You oh, know, you have such a heart. Um, <laughs> my cold intimidating self my heart is slowly thawing through the years it's climate it's the climate crisis <laughs> yeah. we have one last segment to go through um because it's time chris and it's time Oof. rob 
It's time to be real. That's the part of every episode where we talk about whatever's on our minds, our hearts, or very awkwardly sensitive nipples. <laughs> Chris, oh. <laughs> you're up first. <laughs> I'm just going to be completely awkward every episode with that with that ending. Um, so, Chris, you're up first. Time for you. I mean, to I do have large nipples, but they're not that awkwardly sensitive. Um, well, I guess what's happening right now is I'm doing what I love to do best, which is avoid. That's why I'm in Vietnam. After I got laid off, oh, uh, dealing with like family drama, I I bought a ticket on a thursday and flew out on friday uh what it's just it's just like yeah why not um so Amazing. i'm coming through here cambodia that way i don't have to feel my feelings alone i've joined some yeah. friends and mm-hmm. i just live through their feelings and you know it sounds a little strange but i think i grew up not um being able to identify my feelings well and how to work through them and I think one of my coping mechanisms, maybe, is that I tend to surround myself in like large groups of uh, close friends, and when they talk about like their lives and their feelings, it helps me identify my own because I I don't mm-hmm. see those those things until someone else says it. So I guess that's another way to say I don't have an original thought in my head. <laughs> <laughs> Who does? <laughs> No, your feelings are buried deep. You feel them, but you're so you. But I just don't you know, know what being to do around, with them yet. Yeah, you don't have to do anything with them. You could just feel them. That's mm-hmm, what my mm-hmm. my my therapist tells me because I tend to intellectualize my emotions. I'm like, mm-hmm. he's like, well, I felt, I think I felt this, and I read up on that, and it, I read the study. And he's like, what do you actually feel? He has to stop me from like thinking it. Yeah, just and because you, you can to, talk about it doesn't necessarily mean you're, you're able to solve it. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah, feel, yeah. or you're actually processing it. I'm really happy for you that you that you did that because Vietnam is mm-hmm. beautiful. The food's good. I hope you brought some Pepto Bismol. A trick right. that I learned is preemptive, proactive Pepto Bismol. I learned that from my friend <laughs> David. <laughs> I just started doing that uh, to here just in case. Um, yeah, I'm I'm enjoying my Eat Pray Love trip, and you know, hopefully, it turns into more. I'm not looking for an epiphany, but um, I'm hoping to just kind of. Uh, just like soothe these hard times. It'll come to you Makes when sense. time is right. Coming from yeah, me, Julia and, Roberts. And I, you're smart. You're smart. You're tenacious. I think that you're going to be okay. Yeah. Uh, I'll see what, what comes up. I'm just going to enjoy this uh, laid off time. Do whatever I do, whatever all the things I, I couldn't do before. Uh, what about you, Rob? Speaking of jobs and speaking about you being laid off, I kind of slightly hate my job right now. Um, oh, currently a middle school teacher. And I think this year has just been really hard uh, because some of the kids have just been, and out, out of all the years I've been teaching, it's just been the hardest year in terms of things that are being said. Um, I was just called the F slur today. And then just a lot of racism, a lot of homophobia and transphobia, not just in school, but like on social media. Right. And I think that, you know, it's, I think a lot of us live in a bubble of, Oh, you know, people are not as homophobic. People aren't as racist because we don't hang around those people. But Mm -hmm when we step outside the bubble, I think it's important to understand that it's still a big issue. Even in a, 
quote unquote progressive city as San Francisco, there are still those racist things of people saying, oh, there are black people downtown. I don't want to go there. Um, they're my teachers, the F slur. There's, there's things that I see every day that are just hard to process sometimes, but you know, it, it takes a lot of, it takes a lot of self-care and it takes a lot of, you know, understanding that they're kids, but Mm -hmm. it does eat up at you sometimes. Mm Um, and you know, being a, I'm not going to say we get paid like shit, but we, you know, we should get more money considering that we're one of the most expensive cities to live in, in like the United mm-hmm. States. And we actually make less money than all the surrounding districts around us. Um, I didn't know that. And so, yeah. And so it's, it's, it's hard. You know, I will definitely take in more of those insults and slurs if I made at least six figures. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think everyone except Republicans can agree that teachers should be paid a lot more, like everywhere. It's it's such a strange thing that we Americans yeah. do. I think the issue is like, where's the money going to come from? We can mm-hmm. say, you know, and, and we can say Republicans, Democrats, whatever. We can say they want more money. We want more money for them until it comes to increasing property taxes. And then, mm-hmm. um, mm, or it's like the affordable housing. Mm, maybe not near my neighborhood, right? And it's just like, that's the question that always gets people is, where's that money going to come from? And when they find out it's going to come from them, they don't want to support it. Yeah, there's a huge yeah. uh, strike going on in L.A. right now. The LAUSD. Um, right. Not the teachers are supporting it, but it was more for yeah. the other employees mm-hmm. down who, who work at the school. Um, right. So I passed by the the protest, the big march that was going on. So twenty five. They make twenty five thousand. They make twenty five thousand annually, and they're asking for a thirty mm-hmm. percent raise. And I think it's important to understand. Like thirty percent sounds like a lot, but twenty five thousand a year to live mm-hmm. in LA. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. At that point, most people rich. don't live in L.A. Yeah, they don't live in L.A. They travel a long time to work where they work, or they're living in probably conditions that that we wouldn't that wouldn't be comfortable to us. So, right. I'm sorry you're going through that. How do you like in that moment? I'm always curious because I cannot take conflict well. How do you diffuse like a situation like that? Because you have to like also uh, balance the children. The, mm-hmm. Yeah, the children, but you have to balance what's like best for the class. I don't know. Well, it, this this incident happened in the hallway, but like if it happens in the class, I usually stop the class and we talk about it. Um, mm. It's never I, – I really don't try to come from it from an aggressive stance of, oh, you can't say that. You can't say that that's racist or you can't say that that's homophobic. Um, we just had a meeting and it's like explore it elaborate, ask them questions like, did you mean to be racist? Did you mean to say that? Well, do you know like the history behind that? Or do you know? And then I usually show them real life examples of companies and people who have gotten in trouble where it leads things, right? Words are the beginning of a lot of things. It, uh, words mm-hmm. are the are the gateway to violence. And I think they don't understand that. And I don't think they understand the context of what they're saying. And in the real world, you know, you'll get you'll get hurt. <laughs> and, and it's, it's our jobs as educators, regardless of how I feel, regardless of who, what my identity is to educate them because they would feel safe with me rather than somebody else 
hurting them. They'll feel safe with me educating them, being patient with them. And I think that's the hardest part is just you have to understand that it's a teachable moment and not to react with what you would react with in the real world where somebody says something racist to you, you say, fuck you. I like the constructive portion of it. Yeah, it's amazing. You have to teach these kids and keep them on track, take vile comments from them, and then respond with a teachable moment versus reacting. So you should be definitely paid more. So let's tax the rich and pay teachers (laughs) a better wage. And hopefully you'll strike soon and they'll... (laughs) Also, I have to say, I I have to say that a rumor that's going around about me is that that I have an OnlyFans, which is hilarious to me because I'm just like, one, I don't know if that's an insult or not. Like, I, I think they think I'm hot. And I hope that's, I don't want them even thinking that, right? And two, <laughs> and two, it's not true. And three, why? What? How is that? Where did that come from? Like, I don't think I've ever mentioned like OnlyFans on my anything. <laughs> so everyone, you heard it here first. Rob O has responded to <laughs> allegations that he has an OnlyFans <laughs> and he has completely categorically denied it. <laughs> denied. Done. For now. For now. For now. I don't know. If we don't get that raise, we'll see. I mean, my friends make a lot on that. <laughs> I know. They make so much money on that. <laughs> um, my be real. So I said I'm on a dating rampage, and that's because of two things. So the first is I also have a really important announcement to make. Oh. And I hope you're ready. Oh. <laughs> I'm excited oh. to announce that I'm no longer fucking with guys with boyfriends. Oh, oh, that's no. Uh, it's over. Uh, I it's feel over. like it's. I, oh. I feel like the choice is choices are very low. Uh, uh, everyone I've met well, has okay, a boyfriend. What, what about the son? What changed? I am setting attention to look for a boyfriend, a singular boyfriend. Right. So if you think about it, if I'm looking for a boyfriend, why would I spend continue to spend all this time fucking and crushing on guys with boyfriends, which is a pattern that I realized that I have. Like it's it's like saying I want orange chicken and then going to the mall but keep but keep going to Sabaro to look for it. Like so why do, I mean why do I keep doing this? And you know? And I keep doing it. Like I keep meeting guys on Grinder, meeting guys on Tinder. Sometimes on Tinder and Hinge now there's people like we're in an open I have a boyfriend, but I'm still on here trying to like make new connections or something. I keep going to Sabaro looking for orange chicken. And why do I keep doing this? Well, if you ask my my therapist, which I did this week. He thinks I have something called like a love addiction to guys who are unavailable. Mm. That is a lot to break down there. Probably for another episode. We're going to back. Uh, I, I don't even know. I, I barely just Googled it, but apparently I have that. And that just made me, this just made me have this huge realization that like, I really don't have to fuck with guys with boyfriends any longer. Even if I've, made some story about why I should, which I always do. Like, no, like, I know he has a boyfriend, but, like, he and I really connect, and I really feel safe with him. I make all these stories. Like, I I really haven't found anyone single who makes me feel that way. And I've done this quite a few times, and Chris, you know this because you've been my friends with me for a long time. I've known, like, some of the guys that I've been connecting with, I've connected with, that, like, always turned out bad for me. 
Um, so that's the announcement I'm making. I'm no longer fucking with guys with boyfriends. I was probably crushed too hard or something like that. Um, but maybe after this weekend, because I did promise this couple that I'll start, I'll start after next week. I'll start after I'll next start week. After, maybe after Coachella. We... <laughs> after, after Coachella. After Pride. After Pride. We'll start in 2024. New Year, uh, New yeah. We'll start in 2024. Exactly. <laughs> maybe you need a dog. But I do, I do think maybe I need a dog. So thanks for that, Rob. So, so my second point on this like dating rampage, because of that, I realized like, oh, I actually keep making the choice to crush after these guys. I mean, sure, there's some things there that are they're happening, like this love addiction or trauma or whatever. But um, I've also put up all these like criteria, or, like barriers to why I won't date someone else who might be single. And so I'm trying to relax some of those criteria. Not like I'm settling, but like. Because it just happened accidentally, for example. Like, one of my criteria used to be, I won't date anyone under 32, uh, 30, if we're stretching it. And I just happened to, like, meet some guys in person and find out later, you know, have you met someone on Instagram once? Or met someone and they, like, give you their, their Instagram and then you're at, you're at a club or something and you come back home the next day, you're chatting and you look on their Instagram and you, like, go back a couple, like, just maybe... One or- Greens. One one or two pages, and it's like their college graduation. You're like, oh, this person's young. <laughs> so that, that, that happened with me with like two guys where we just met at like Switch at Mickey's or something, and then later I was like, oh, this guy just had his birthday and he turned 24. Oh. <laughs> and mm. but I already agreed to go on a date, so I went I went anyway on these dates with these guys, and I had a great time. I think yeah. I had thought that they would just be insufferable or like gen, like too young or we Gen-Z. would have nothing to connect with in yeah. Gen Z, but they were amazing because huge generalization that I'm making right now. Like I think guys in their twenties feel a little bit more well-adjusted sometimes than guys in their thirties because they all are much more aware of their mental health and they seem to all go to therapy. We start early. They're starting earlier. Like I wish yeah. I did this like in my twenties, right? Um, started to investigate some of it. But, you know, everyone is on their own journey. At 24, know their own boundaries, their triggers, and their traumas. And that's why I asked you, like, what's that called? Like, trauma dump? Because, like, I was trauma on this date with this guy. Yeah. He's like, oh, sorry to trauma dump on you. But, like, anyways, here it goes. <laughs> you know? I was in conversion therapy with all this stuff. And then, like, I understood myself. And I was like, what a well-adjusted person for being 24. And then another guy was, like, 28. But okay. the, the point I bad. wanted to make, it's not bad. I, I mean... I was a full. I was full on in high school though when this person was born. When I think about it, what what, what year just were they born? Just think about it. <laughs> yes, just think about it. <laughs> just don't think about it. They're like, how old were you? I'm like, then they, I could see like them doing that math like in their head. I'm like, yeah, I'm like 14 years older than you. But the age thing is was one barrier that I had put up, and I'm kind of relaxing some of that. I might, might think of others, but I do want to take this point to say like we talked about mental health and going to therapy. We're Asian guys in our 30s. I think more millennials should especially Asian guys should continue to do the work and go to therapy um stop burying the the generational trauma all that generational trauma all these things that you think are just you they're buried underneath overachieving and pleasing and so everyone is on their journey but i hope after listening to this podcast for a while that you you think of it and if you need help getting in touch with a therapist like we can always help that aside because I had just decided not to fuck with guys in relationships anymore and then, like, really, like, choose to relax some of these barriers I put up for dating guys who are actually single. I've been on a dating rampage, so I'm unemployed. <laughs> You're right. 
and half of LA is unemployed. So it's really easy to be oh. like, Oh, I could, I can meet you at one. Um, and also I'm overcorrecting because before I would just like there, I find every reason not to swipe right on a person. And now I'm just saying kind of yes to everything. So hopefully it will go somewhere, but maybe one of you can be my accountability partner on this, like not fucking with guys with boyfriends anymore. I don't know about that. I'm like, actually, I hope people aren't always like that because <laughs> for my own sake. <laughs> no, no, it's just me. I have a specific thing about like guys who aren't yeah, available. Yeah. Like it's a cotter yeah. for me for some reason. And that's toxic. And once I unpack that, we will unpack it on this episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, once you figure out how to stop falling in love with them, it'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 My therapist sent me a book, so I'm going to read it and I'll be all healed. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> Done. Done. Okay. On that note, it's time to end this thing. Uh, <laughs> Thank you so much, Rob, for being on with us tonight and being very open about everything that you've gone through and bringing the laughs, bringing the fun. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. You can follow us at Literally Gaysians on TikTok and Instagram and me at Bow Bow Bowser with a Z. And where can they follow you, Rob? Uh, rob.o on instagram just like that and then on tiktok rob.o but the o's are zeros thank you and chris how about you um meet me south of market.gif on instagram and one another plug if you're listening and need advice on anything or have any questions for us we want to address them on the podcast so just go to literally gaysians and dm us um on instagram and tiktok and like everything, everywhere, all at once, I have to do laundry and taxes. And we'll be back next week with another episode. Bye. Bye. See you later. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.